this is a long haul it is a long slog and honestly it's a forever thing like you're you're forever a student you're never ever going to get there like if you're a goal-oriented person as well and you're quite motivated and driven the goalpost continues to move so you have to get prepared to love the journey because you will never technically meet meet the peak because the peak keeps growing Welcome to the Money, Mindset, and Manifestation Podcast. I'm your host, Marley Rose Harris, and I'm here to talk to you about all things entrepreneurial, personal growth, and self-development with a little side of spiritual woo-woo. I have successfully turned my side hustle into a multiple six-figure business while traveling the world and living a life I've only dreamed of. I hope by listening to this show inspires you to do the same and start manifesting everything on your vision board. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Money Mindset Manifestation Podcast. You may notice I'm sounding very crisp today and very clear, and that's because I'm at a recording studio. I thought, let's switch it up, and well, no, the real issue is that they're building a villa next to my villa, and that doesn't do very well for podcast recording. (laughs) So today I've come to a recording studio, so if this audio sounds better than usual, get ready for the up level. And I've brought a very special guest with me here today. This is the first time I've actually had someone on the podcast twice. Oh, is it? Yeah. So we have (laughs) Renee, my freaking Bali bestie. And Renee and I met last year, over a year ago now. Yeah. In Bali, actually, which is where we're recording right now. And she was my roomie. She was my, uh, we lived in the same villa together. And it was very serendipitous. We explained the whole story in the previous episode, which I will link down below. But Renee and I, I feel like we've been through a lot together, even though it's only been a year. But I, Renee is the someone who I go to about literally anything. Boys, business, <laughs> what to wear, what am I doing that day, vacations, everything. Ditto. And honestly, today I was so excited to bring her on because I want to talk about something that I feel is such an important message to share. And that is what I wish I knew when I was starting. Because a lot of my followers right now are starting businesses, which is freaking epic. I feel like COVID was such a great time for people to slow down and reevaluate what they really want to be doing. And that's been such a beautiful blossoming for a lot of people. However, I feel like we do look to social to compare a lot of the time. And we're comparing our chapter one to everyone else's chapter 10, 12, 14 and that can cause a lot of frustration and today we're just bringing it back to the basics and we're from a place of yes our businesses are established but we're not tony robbins not yet (laughs) but i feel like we can still really remember how it was to be in the beginning and i totally remember how it was and i have so much to say to like three-year-old Three year, not three year old Marley. <laughs> Imagine just three years old hustling. <laughs> Marley, three if years. If anyone you, was going to three, it was us. I'm like <laughs> making my mom pay me for like milk or something. Um, and so, yeah, today we have Renee on as well, who also has been in business for a similar amount of time. Literally three years, yeah. So weird. So, <laughs> so weird. Yeah, so we're here today to kind of share what we've learned along the way to hopefully help those listening who are just starting or thinking about starting a business eventually or not even just starting maybe like a year or two in but honestly this is stuff that I still have to remind myself today three years in so basically anywhere in business it can be helpful but Renee um for someone who maybe hasn't listened to the first episode can you please just well first off thank you so much for coming on today this is like so much fun and can you please just introduce yourself you know, share the audience a bit about yourself, a bit about your story, and then we'll get right into the tips. Yeah, perfect. I won't waste too much time because as you say, there was a previous podcast, which I go into the story a little bit more, but, um, essentially I started my first business. Yeah. I think three and a half years ago now. So similar time to Mali. I have, so my core business is an e-commerce company. Um, we have swim and fashion apparel, so it's called Odin Ray for anyone who wants to check it out. I'll put it in the show (laughs) notes. Cheeky plug there. Um, (laughs) And yeah, that was, I think the, one of the main things that Marley and I have always spoken about potentially the slight deviation between our two purposes for starting the business. Although where we align now is I've always come from it at a place of wanting to create a lifestyle. So 
I, you know, had a corporate job, like a lot of people always knew it wasn't really for me, but the thing I was craving the most was the freedom aspect of, you know, having control over my own time, etc. I think a lot of other people come at it from a passion perspective first, which I think we may go into at some point, which is, you know, my personal opinion now, retrospectively, probably a better place to start. Um, but yeah, I wanted to create a business that would allow me to live a particular lifestyle. And for me, e-commerce made a lot of sense. So I've started in my journey down the e-commerce route, which is a little different to Marley's obviously, but it's been quite interesting because as Marley said, we talk to everything, like talk to each other about everything. And funnily enough, despite having two very different sort of business structures, we seem to encounter similar problems, I think. And so much of it comes back to the mindset stuff. And like Marley just said, having to constantly remind ourselves, even three years in of the things that we wish we knew back then, but we now technically know, but forget on a day to day basis. So, yeah, I think it's a really good topic to cover. Yeah, I'm so excited. So both Renee and I have made a list. We don't know what each other list says. Um. So we're just going to go through and Renee and I basically agree on everything. <laughs> so I think we're both just going to give our kind of two cents on what each other's points are. Um, so I'm really excited to get into this. So thank you so much for introducing yourself. And the last episode that we recorded together is one of my most downloaded episodes, actually. And so I really encourage you, if you're loving this content, to check out that episode next. Like I said, I'll link it in the show notes. And obviously, we'll link all of Renee's links so you can check her out. Renee's brand, Odin Ray, is my favorite swimwear line ever. Like, so kind. <laughs> no, I literally have like 30 swimsuits, which I don't know why, but I only wear yours. <laughs> um, okay, so let's hop right into it. So my first tip is to ask for help and you're probably like yeah obviously but it really wasn't so obvious to me in the beginning now I'm at a place where if I know where I want to go I will actually work with someone who has been there so that's actually why I hired my business coach because she is in a place of exactly where I want to be and so I thought okay yes I could spend the next potentially three years figuring out everything that she's Mm -hmm. figured out or I can hire her, put put towards like a monetary investment up front, and then but get there on such a quicker level instead of having to learn the hard way every single time. Because with Rose Designs, which is my current business, I literally has ha- have had to learn the hard way for every single oh thing God, I've done. And it's like, yes, three years later, we have success now, but for so long, I had to do everything a thousand times to figure out the right way to do it, which in hindsight, I think makes me a very good business coach because Mm. a lot of the women that I work with are struggling with the things that I was struggling with. And now I can be like, oh my gosh, yes, I totally know what you mean. Here's how to do it. And so in hindsight, yes, it is helpful from a coaching perspective. But if you want to get to success in a easy, I don't want to say easier, but a less frustrating way is to learn from someone who's done it and model their success. Um, Like everyone knows, I just finished my NLP course and basically the basis of that is to model success. So if you know someone who is where you want to be, reach out, ask if you can work with them, ask how they did this, if they're open to it. I'm not about like bombarding people it has to be an exchange of energy obviously but if they're available to work with I 100% recommend it because now as I'm building my coaching business yes I could like I said figure it out but I was like okay who's doing and is embodying exactly where I want to be perfect I'm just gonna Mm -hmm. hire her because already she's shown me things that it would have taken me months to figure out and then I'm just there so much quicker what do you think about that Renee it's funny you say that because that's a lesson that I feel like I'm still trying to learn (laughs) and if I'm being completely honest mine probably comes down to some kind of deep-seated like pride and ego thing Mm. so you actually said something in your stories I think it was either last night or this morning about like Brandon Bouchard talking about being afraid to look like a beginner Mm -hmm. and I think that I've always had this thing where I've been afraid to ask for help because then it shows people that like this is this is how I perceive it anyway like I don't know what I'm doing and it then makes me look like an amateur and should I be in business if I don't know what I'm doing but that's exactly the point like the funny thing is I think no matter how long you've been in business 
no one really knows what they're doing because it's like anything it's constantly evolving it's constantly changing so I feel like even people at that level of business are probably still learning they're probably still facing new problems and there's always someone ahead of them that could arguably help them by being like oh I've actually faced that problem before here's what I did as opposed to like what you just said going and trying three different options yourself finally getting to the result and going oh god that was extremely frustrating probably expensive time consuming and you could have maybe just got there three times as fast if you asked for help so I'm the worst for that, actually. I definitely need to learn that lesson a little harder. And then funnily enough, I would actually, my advice on that would be ask for help right in the beginning because it's been interesting watching my boyfriend starting his own business. He's so much more willing to go to people and be like, hey, like, do you mind if I ask you a question or ask you advice? And I've said to him, I'm like, oh, it's amazing that you're like that humble and you can do that. I never did it. But the problem is the further along you get and the longer you've been in business, the more that pride thing grows because then you're Mm. like, well, now I've been doing this for so long that I feel like I definitely can't ask for advice. So Mm. I would say get comfortable with it right in the beginning because at least at that point you can kind of come across like, oh my God, I'm brand new. I'm trying this thing. I'd love some like advice if you don't mind. Like you say, there has to be an energy exchange. I don't suggest hitting someone up on Instagram five, you know, million steps ahead of you and just asking for favors because that in itself is kind of, you know, just a little yeah, I inappropriate know or yeah. bit icky, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, there's people around you who know things or even just asking advice from friends and family that, you know, as much insight, I guess, as you can get, the better. And then I think where Mali has made a really good point is I actually used to look at the coaching industry a little bit differently, but the longer I've been in the business, the more I can see the value. If that person has done what you're trying to do, exactly what Mali just said, like she looked at a coach who's, got success in the area she wants success and went perfect what can I learn from that person so yeah it's funny you say that because I'm trying to learn that lesson (laughs) (laughs) haven't learned it yet well perfect and you know what I was also going to add podcasting (laughs) is I get to learn from Tony Robbins Brandy Bouchard Ed Milet all these people who right now are a far reach for Mm. me just to hit up (laughs) where imagine like eventually one day but so now, like, Brandon Bouchard has so many... Obviously, I'm obsessed with Brandon Bouchard, but he has so many amazing podcasts where he actually shares one as, like, how to do copywriting. Mm. And it's something that I actually share with all of my coaching clients because he is an expert in this. He's been doing this for, like, 10 years and made an entire podcast of how to do copywriting, which arguably could have been a master class for him that mm. he could have charged, like, $100 for, and he's just giving it out for free. And so just... I guess asking for help, but also the premise of looking to someone who is an expert in that field and gaining their knowledge is so helpful. And and for me, when I started for Rose Designs, I was just like butting my head up a wall and just like running into a wall yeah. at all times, trying to figure out how to do everything on my own. But oddly, that was like three years ago, right? But there wasn't coaches. I yeah, would never be like, true. oh, I'm going to hire a business coach or I'm going to take a course. Like, that was just not a thing. Yeah. And I sound like literally like I'm from 1920 being like, <laughs> oh. But it's so crazy how quickly the self-education industry has exploded. But that shows there's a need for it. Exactly. It's it's, it's come out of a need in the market. Exactly. And that's why it's growing so fast because it's not like it's a product or a service that no one's taking up. It's growing exponentially because people are like, oh my God, this is exactly what I've been looking for. It's funny because there's not really anything in my space in that respect. So like in e-commerce and fashion, I find it near impossible to find somebody. That's where it gets a little harder because you kind of feel like you need to hit someone up that's in, because at the end of the day, right, the coaching thing comes down to, I think the person needs to get some level of intrinsic value from helping others. Mm. Because otherwise, if you have a certain level of success in business, and this is the problem I kept running up against with the coaching concept was, I was like, in e-commerce especially, if somebody has the level of success I'm trying to get to, why on earth are they going to let me give them a few hundred quid to sit down with me? Because that money is completely irrelevant in the scheme of the the level of money I'm trying to make now. Do you know, does that make sense? Yeah. So I think what I've learned though is that you can get to a certain level of success and what could be missing for you, especially in something like e-commerce actually, where it's very much more removed I think you get to work with clients every single day you know so you get to add that value back to your clients whereas for me I'm you know like I have tens of thousands of customers I don't see or meet any of them I have someone who does customer service etc like so 
I think that level of intrinsic value actually can be missing for some people. So you can get to a level of success and go, do you know what? I actually want to be able to impart some of this back onto other people. Like I find a drive to want to help people starting an e-commerce businesses purely because I'm like exactly what you said. Like, oh my God, I bat my head against a wall for three years. If I can make this slightly easier for anybody, I would want to. So I think for me, when you are looking at finding a coach, you want to make sure that there, I think a lot of it is laced in that sort of intrinsic desire to really support people because there are definitely some shit ones out there. <laughs> yeah. And then there's, and I think that's also the problem is we've gotten into like the coaching industry now, but that's the problem with it is there's, it's like any industry, but there's good and there's bad mm. and the bad leave a black mark on the ones that are out there who really can add like unbelievable value. Like I'm lucky I get your coaching for free because you're my friend. (laughs) But I just think I can see so much value out of having a coach now because I've spent so much time with you, you know? Yeah, and like just what kills me, and I don't want to put bad juju out there, but it just makes me LOL when I see some coaches who've never had a business, but they're a business coach. And I'm like, question mark, question mark, question mark. (laughs) And it does, like what you said, I'm like, oh, it just kills me because I've had a few clients who who are now working with me, yeah. who are like, I'm honestly not going to lie, a bit scared to invest because the last three coaches I've had has been yeah. absolutely not anything that I was expecting. And I was like, oh. but It's when they're a quote-unquote business coach as well. Yeah. Like, I understand you can be a coach in something else, some other area, but it, that I'm exactly the same. It absolutely blows my mind, the people you see, and they are a, like business coach, and they've absolutely never run a business. For me, I, I just I cannot just wrap my head it. around it. I don't get it. That's like me going to a ski instructor who's never been skiing. <laughs> like, that's not the person I'm going to ride down a mountain with. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, what's your experience? Oh, no, but I've read a lot of books and I've watched it on television. Fantastic. I would rather go with the guy over there who, God forbid, even if he's only had six months ski practice, he's still got more than you. Like, you just, it's, I think with running a business as well, it is not something this is actually it's funny Tony uh, no sorry Tim Ferriss Tim Ferriss for me is probably like your Brennan Bouchard yeah he's getting a bit old school now but no I, still I actually love, love Tim though he's great loved him so he spoke about the M- like going for his MBA right so he was gonna spend 100 grand oh, at Harvard yes. to do an MBA I think yeah and then he was basically like this doesn't really sit right with me it doesn't really make a lot of sense I'm going to learn how to do something I could spend this 100 grand and just doing it so he instead spent instead of spending a hundred thousand dollars in the education he spent a hundred thousand dollars and invested i think in three or four companies then went to the founders and was like look i'm gonna give you this money i also am willing to work for free i want to learn as much as i possibly can turns out one of them did really well so he actually made his money back and then maybe three of them didn't do so well i'm really paraphrasing on the numbers here but he was just like the actual value i got and the knowledge was you could not have taught me that in a book or in a classroom or anything. It's impossible. And I do think business is one of those things. You physically cannot learn how to do it without doing it because so much of the struggle is in the mindset, I I think, in my opinion, and in like the risk taking and the exhaustion of like putting either creatively, financially or all your heart and soul into something that you cannot teach that. It's impossible. So like it's all well and good to sit there and go, oh, here's the numbers and learning all this in a book. But then when push comes to shove, if you're going to crumble at any sign of adversity or you're afraid to take risks or you're not willing to do the work on yourself, etc., you're not going to get fucking anywhere. You can have all the education in the world. Yeah. And you know what? I think it is. I want to just say that not to say that these women or men who are claiming to be business coaches can't give value. They most certainly can give value. But I think to get your money's worth, you mm-hmm. want to do your research Absolutely. on how long have they been in business just because it breaks my heart when clients come to me and they're like oh I've had this bad experience and I was like oh my god I just because I know you everyone works so hard for their money and just to you know and a lot of like marketing right now is so easy to like fall into kind of because people obviously have been learning from other successful people so anyways um the most frustrating just do research exactly like they're taking advantage it's a real like it's a real what's it called like saying it really pisses me off actually (laughs) you're taking advantage of people who are really like in a place of wanting to like they're willing to try they're willing to put their money out there and it's like for me it's the worst it's the worst like you can't take advantage of someone who's yeah putting their hard-earned money into really wanting to do the work and and move forward and like give something a go it's i just think it's 
yeah so like Marley said do your research yeah <laughs> go through recommendations or testimonials you know, like, exactly trust yeah. your gut as well I yeah. think deep down yeah. you'll always know if you feel a bit like this person seems a bit kind of gimmicky yeah gimmicky and then just always trust your gut I think you know what's funny they keep getting goosebumps or like goosebumps but I think yeah. it's just the AC because it's cranked it's possibly but you and I <laughs> always get that when we text each other as well <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um okay well we summed up ask for help <laughs> massive digression <laughs> we'll cross that one off the list okay renee what's your first tip my first one would probably be and this is something like you were just saying before about the ask for help it's something you have to remind yourself as well as there are no shortcuts so kind of in the similar vein right i think at the moment there's so many people out there in the industry let's say or selling or pitching this whole concept like you know, start your brand and make six figures in six months and 12 months and this person did this in X amount of time and it's just so unrealistic. Like, there are no shortcuts. It takes time in. Like, it is not a short haul. There is no quick fix. And I think that the more people understand that, the better. There may be the odd, very extreme exception to the rule. Like, there is the odd person out there who has started a business, it would have to be service-based if you don't, because product-based businesses, the simple fact is you need cash flow in order to buy product in order to scale a a product-based business, right? Service-based businesses can be a little easier in that respect, but at the same time, like, it still doesn't scale as quickly. You do get the odd, like, extreme case scenario of someone getting some level of virality and for some reason they've managed to scale it staffing-wise, whatever. Like, But that is the exception, not the rule. And I think Mm. that those exceptions are so aggressively broadcasted and everyone's showing their highlight reel that it gives everybody else the impression that there is a shortcut or that they could have got there faster or they should be there faster. So I think, yeah, for me, sometimes I even catch myself as far as I am going, oh God, like, should I be here by now? Should I be there by now? Why haven't I got to X, Y, Z point? And it's, it's just unrealistic and you've got to remind yourself that but it's because subconsciously you'll see someone somewhere and it's giving you this impression whether it's on instagram or something else and you've now completely allocated their timeline to yours and gone oh no i'm not successful because of this and so yeah for me it would be if i could have understood in the beginning this is a long haul it is a long slog and honestly it's a forever thing like you're you're forever a student you're never ever going to get there like If you're a goal-oriented person as well and you're quite motivated and driven, the goalpost continues to move. So you have to get prepared to love the journey because you will never technically meet meet the peak because the peak keeps growing, right? Like Mm. if your goal this month is $10,000 in revenue, your goal next month is going to be 15 or 20. And then three years from now, it's going to be a million or whatever the case is. But I don't think being a goal-oriented, motivated, driven person, especially if you're quite young, is just going to get to a certain point in two years' time and go, wicked, we're done. <laughs> Let's knock off. It just doesn't work like that. So you've got to love it. You've got to love the process. You know what? That's actually... I feel like you think we're saying is like a good reminder for the other person because right now I'm like... I'm trying to think of that as well because mm. someone who has very aggressive goals and like always bigger-than-me goals... I get really wrapped up in the goal and stop to think of like, okay, look at what you're doing today. Oh my God. I was literally waiting in the grocery store line today and I was like panicking. I was like, oh my God, there's like five people ahead of me. Blah, blah, blah. I was like stressing. And I was like, cool your jets. <laughs> cool your freaking jets. Like look at what you're doing today and constantly focused on the next thing mm. and not realizing i live in bali like that this was my dream like this is my dream and i'm living it out right now but i'm but i'm not thinking about that exactly. i'm like well i don't have my own office yet i don't have a million dollars a year yet blah, blah, blah. and i'm like well when i get there it's just gonna be the next thing i don't have you know what i mean oh and so it's just such a good reminder and i think again for everyone to hear that I know it's weirdly hard and I don't know why, but just to, I think a great way to do this is every morning I I write a gratitude journal for what I already have because you can't be grateful for what you don't have yet if you're not grateful for what you have now. So that's like a money mindset thing just as an aside, but if you're not grateful for the money that you have now, you can't call in the abundance that you want. I completely agree. Um, I said to you recently the same thing, right, is 
the minute I feel grateful for what I have and I don't feel like I'm in a place of lack is when things seem to come in easier. Yeah. And that's not to say, because I know sometimes you can be in a really tough position and it can be difficult to get out of that place of lack mindset when you feel like you are, because you could, you could quite technically be in a tough position. But at the same time, like if you can just find that gratitude in what you have, things do come in a lot easier. I agree with that completely. Yeah. And it's just the attitude of gratitude is definitely a way I think to slow down Mm. and be conscious of where you're at right now it's all about the journey not the destination because like you said you're never gonna wake up and be like cool i'm there maybe that's what happens when people retire actually <laughs> this is the thing that i always picture i mean how old look at someone like a tony robbins that guy could have retired 40 years ago probably he probably never retire <laughs> i don't think i'm ever gonna retire neither i think even i don't want to retire could retire financially I feel like mentally and emotionally, as long as you feel able, you're going to want to contribute in some way. You're not just going to want to lie. Like, I just, I don't think, everyone's different, but I don't think people like you are ever, uh, you and I are ever going to be like that. That would have actually, can I change my, my, <laughs> that would <laughs> yes, be you may. what I would have made it is learn to love the journey. Like, make sure you love the journey. The, pers- what is it? The pursuit, not the not the end result or whatever it is like love the journey because yeah you never get there i have like a very vivid memory of the first time i was told that actually really yeah i was in grade 11 (laughs) i was on this trip in greece which was Mm. epic it was like this summer trip with blythe academy shout out if anyone else did that trip and we were like in a bus like a four-hour bus ride to the next place and the woman at the front was like I know it sounds so cliche, but when she's, you know, when someone says something, it really hits you in yeah. the moment. And I was like, yeah, what the heck? Like, I'm in Greece. I'm in, stop being so worried about the next place. Like, just enjoy this bus ride yeah. right now because it was actually beautiful. And just to be like, oh my God, cool. Like, I actually have this time to be in a bus. Like, look at all the beautiful mountains. Just chill for a sec and not be so focused of like, okay, I can't wait to get there. I can't wait to get there. I can't wait to get there. Um, Because, and I have to remind my clients of this a lot as well of, you know they're killing it and they're getting so much done and i have to be like please Mm. celebrate this weekend like celebrate because if you get in the habit oh this is again if you get in the the habit of just like okay next okay finish complete Mm. check 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 you're never gonna enjoy the journey because all just about the next thing and i think that's something that i've definitely gotten into of like being very goal-oriented person it's easy just to be like check on the next thing and i think this year was the first time i was kind of like whoa i hit that goal like let's celebrate and still it's it's actually admittedly hard for me just to fully i think this is a trauma response but fully feel happiness like Mm. not i don't think happiness is the word but like fully feel into the celebration of what i've just accomplished because okay this is getting very deep but i think my trauma is that I know this is that I don't deserve everything that I want. That's something that I'm working on. Yeah. So if I fully let myself like feel the happiness and emotions of like, holy, I just did that. My brain won't even be like, Mm. won't even accept that, which is interesting. I'm working with my coach, my spirituality coach on that. So my thing is that I don't even let myself fully deeply feel the happiness because I'm scared that something will go wrong then. Yeah, the fear. I I mean, I think I have that to some extent too. The sometimes when I do find I'm like everything's in line and I'm like extremely happy, I instantly have this like fear response of like, oh my god, something's gonna go wrong. Yeah. Because you're. Do you know what I think that is as well? I think again, we're just so used to seeing like so many bad, horrible things happen that you kind of go oh, well, no one gets their happy ending. Like, that's not true. It's a fairy tale. No one gets it. And I think that's actually a really bad sort of mentality thing that we've grown up with. I don't know why. I don't know whether it was our I parents' I think it's generation. like the depression yeah, mindset coming... that has been exactly. passed along. Because yeah. for me, it's like, I do think that's really unhealthy. We have this idea that, oh, no one gets, yeah, that like full happy ending or whatever. But actually, some people do. Like, this is the thing. Some people truly live in alignment with who they are and what they want to do but we've all been conditioned to think like that's why everyone stays in these shit jobs that make them miserable and shit relationships because they think what is it there's a saying it's like the fear of you'd rather the fear of the enemy you know or something than the enemy you don't or something i'm probably massively getting that wrong Mm. but essentially the concept is like 
even if right now you're not very happy and let's say your relationship's not very good or your job or whatever the case may be, the fear of the unknown is actually still worse than living in the misery you're currently in because you don't know if that is going to be more miserable, so to speak. So, so many people stay in these kind of really mediocre situations and I think we all convince ourselves like, yeah, but it's not that bad and no one's really that happy or no one has a perfect relationship or no one has a perfect job or whatever the case may be and obviously nothing's perfect but at the same time I think we take it too far sometimes in our society where we are willing to settle a lot more. Yep, and I heard this the other day which kind of goes on like the flip side of that is don't let the fear of change be scarier than the fear of staying the same. Exactly. And that is such a big thing just to bring it back to business i remember when i was first starting the leap taking the leap to start my business i truly thought about the fear of how i would feel if i stayed in like a corporate job versus what it would feel like if i started my own business and the idea of staying in a corporate job for me was basically my worst nightmare yeah you know what's a funny thing is i've actually never had a normal job that doesn't surprise me because <laughs> I actually because I did an internship in college yeah and but all throughout university I worked at a restaurant and then right after college I went into um I started my business so I've actually never like worked a normal I've never worked a nine-to-five job which actually makes sense to me in some ways because I think you're light years above your age in terms of where you're at in your business and your business like your business mindset as well and actually a lot like in a lot of areas of your life but that's because you started it quite young yeah most people don't typically start a business i think and i think the stat is like 30s right so like, really i think so yeah wow. i think maybe it's probably getting younger now again mm. because of like instagram and our generation yeah. and the types of businesses people are starting but i think typically it was that and i think that typically people don't get their first i think million or their particular level of success until late 40s early 50s or something crazy like whoa yeah so i think because you started quite young you've had the same sort of level of experience in the space as people who are a lot older than you would have had because most people typically do the whole go to uni or even if they don't go to uni get into a job and then go from there and it takes longer to jump off the yeah like corporate life. arguably i would say i took the easier route because i just saw on corporate life and i was like mm. nah that's not for me so i'll try this is where it's like i could see it being really hard when you get wrapped up in corporate 100%. and you're comfy right yeah you're so comfortable it's it's easy and then you start being like like you said that voice in your head like oh this isn't that bad you know and it the divide of where you want to be to where you are now isn't as big Whereas yeah. I think arguably just because I was like, I saw it was like, nah, I'm not even getting involved. It was easier for me to make the jump because I had nothing that I had to let go of. No identity, yeah. no salary. I had, I did have to say no to opportunity. Like I had a bunch of offers to go into corporate. But it uh, wasn't going backwards, so to speak. Yeah, but yeah. It, I just, I was like, no, I don't want to work yeah. there. And that was just trusting my gut. And I am grateful for that. I think you've done it the right way because I think someone like you was inevitably going to end up here. Just like I've always known, inevitably, I would end up working for myself. I think particularly people, and we've had conversations on this, it's not for everybody to run your own business necessarily, but for us, it absolutely is. And so I took the long way (laughs) because I ended up having to start. Because the thing is, once you do start in business, you are starting from scratch. It doesn't matter how much corporate experience you have. I don't think that prepares you. It's given me elements of it. Like I think people management I got from my Mm -hmm. corporate career. I wish I had that. But like I think that... (laughs) you sort of yeah you can't learn it like we say until you do it so for me ultimately it was it got harder and harder and harder to jump off the corporate ladder because like Mm -hmm. you just said not only you turn my salary but there's also the career progression that you've started to like you've started to climb the ladder so you're like right well now I'm this far along if I jump off I've wasted xyz amount of time and so it does get harder the longer you're in it and then when you finally jump off you are kind of taking five steps backwards arguably Something that I had written down that I crossed off because I heard what you just said, but just to add on to that is everything is in divine timing. So Mm. for whatever reason, Renee, you had to go through corporate life. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you were meant to start an entrepreneurship because you would have. 
I you, actually agree with yeah, that. You, yeah, you need to learn some sort of lesson. You need to be living in England. You had to go mm-hmm. through all that. Because if you didn't do that, I don't think you would have started out and right. And I don't think you would be in Bali right now. Do you know what I think it was? Because I had this thought process a while ago where I was like, oh, I wish I started this X amount of years ago. And then I thought about it properly. And I was like, actually, no, I disagree with that. Because how we were talking about, like... Once you start, it's all encompassing, right? It's very different to having a corporate job. When I would leave my corporate job, I leave the door and that's it. I am now in Renee's zone and I'm like, oh, what am I doing? I'm going for drinks with my friends. I'm going to see my boyfriend. Cool. And I've completely switched off. That shit waits for me until I get back in the office tomorrow morning. Anyone who tries to tell you they take their work home with them, I think you do to an extent, but I'm telling you right now, (laughs) it doesn't matter how involved in your job you are, you will never take it home as much as when it's your own business. So for me, I think that what I needed to get to was the place that I'm at now, which is that I am prepared to mentally commit myself to it. Whereas quite honestly, I wouldn't take back the however many years in corporate where I could go and get drunk with my mates on the weekend and never have to think twice about it. The Sundays that I had absolutely my mental headspace to myself because I didn't have my own business. Like that I think is something I wouldn't change. I traveled, I just kind of to some extent was... I just did whatever the fuck I wanted mentally if that makes sense whereas oh my once gosh. you start the business that's it you'll never I don't even remember same. a life like that actually yes yeah, because you started yours I ne- instantly <laughs> because I was actually saying to Max the other day I was like babe I want a vacation yeah <laughs> and people are like shut up Marley you're living Bali but it's a it's a me- I just need a mental vacation sometimes you won't get one and <laughs> and because the last time I took a break literally like a whole day off and really like shut my laptop like a solid sorry not a day i've taken a day off before but like a solid like three days in a row Mm. was christmas yeah and it's may you're probably the same and so i was saying to max like oh my god i would love to take a week off yeah that is oh my god can we take a week off we were like we were just like talking about as if it was like a fantasy and that's the thing not to scare anyone from entrepreneurship because we love what we do yeah, so it's absolutely. not like the worst thing in the world that we I, i'm happy to work every single day yeah i wouldn't trade it i wouldn't for trade for anything but there is something to be said about because renee and i were actually talking before this and we both said something and then immediately forgot it and i'm like renee i'm actually <laughs> worried about my like my like memory right now and you made such a good point of being like since we have so many tabs open yeah if we hear something sorry not to like say your story but if we hear something and we don't deem it as important it's just like bye <laughs> bye we don't even have space for you it's like an efficiency thing your yes. brain can only make room for so many things so it's just like right not important enough and it just throws it straight out the back window <laughs> that's why I think I'm horrific with names like it sounds like a really horrible thing to say but you know if you go to an event or a party or something and you go around the room and you might meet 15 people I genuinely think my brain just goes we know we're not going to see this person again it's like hi I'm Sarah and she goes Sarah out the whack hi I'm Paul Paul out the bat and then you meet someone that you connect with and you're like ah this person's amazing we actually might have a connection we might be friends you'll remember that one but anything that my brain's just like nope it just turfs it like same it's literally down the toilet and it started to concern me and i almost want to like message my nutritionist jordana being like can you help me but i was explaining to max yesterday of like everything that i'm like thinking about right Mm. now and he's like it's no surprise that you feel this way it's because your your brain is like in overdrive at all times and so I'm just going to go with that as why I can't remember. Yeah, let's do it. So what's funny about that is I can't remember what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you can't either because I can see your brain going, ah. Uh, I really, like, I'm scared for me. It's probably a good option, uh, opportunity to go back to what we were supposed to be talking about, which is the lessons. The lessons. Or what we... Wish we knew three years ago. Okay, and I think it's my turn, actually. Yeah. Okay, so this is probably no surprise that I'm saying this, but I wish I started on my mindset, working on my mindset, day one. Because in the beginning, and arguably for the first two years, all I worked on was strategy. Mm. And social media, um, okay, I've never sent out an email or done an ad campaign, (laughs) but... um, like getting out social, reaching out, doing all the client work, doing a really great job for my clients so they would refer me to other people, like over delivering arguably. And so for so long, all I did was strategy until 
a year ago when a lot of you know I went through a really traumatic experience and that really set me on this path to work on my mindset and when I started that my business skyrocketed and I was like okay this is not a coincidence here if I started working on my mindset day one again it's hard to say but almost I just felt better and it eased my anxiety so what I mean by mindset is really establishing a morning routine because own your morning own your day like have a great meditation in the morning have a great gratitude journal practice and have like 10 minutes at least 10 to like an hour (laughs) um 10 minutes to an hour to yourself in the morning because if you don't have that like you don't have a life and that's harsh to hear but I've heard that a lot of people say that and I'm like oh yeah like you can definitely make 10 minutes for yourself and that will just set you up for so much more success and you the vibration that you are is what you attract so I believe that if you are just consciously going through life and forcing things it's going to be a lot harder to get there is if you actually tap into a higher vibration this is me being very woo woo but tapping into a higher energy and a higher vibration because things will come to you way easier than if you try to force it and I can think of like a hundred examples but Renee I'm actually going to use you as an example is that when you move to Bali and I know it's we're in a freaking pandemic so not everyone can move to Bali but just as a, an example when Renee moved to Bali it raised her vibration and you manifested so many incredible things you mean the second time I moved to Bali or you mean the no first just like time? a couple like two months ago when you got yeah, the here. second time yeah yeah yeah, yeah second yeah. time maybe the first time too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that happens to me every time I come to Bali or on a more like micro scale is when I stop doing my morning routine and then I'll get back into it and things just happen much Mm. easier for me and I'll manifest more money more success more abundance more partnerships things that I'm in alignment with and so I wish I mean it's more mainstream now kind of everyone talks about it but I guess when I was starting business no one really talked about meditation actually my mom told me about meditation I was like meta who (laughs) you know and so I think it's not really I just know a lot of people that are in entrepreneurship right now are in a freaking grind. They wake up, they check their email, they work the entire day, they don't go for a walk, they check their emails and social media before bed and then go to bed and do the same thing over and over where it's, and they're struggling, but it's like, babes, if you literally just took 10 minutes in your morning, sure, yeah, you can still grind all day. I think there is a time and place for grinding, especially in the beginning of a business, But if you just took 10 to 15 minutes, that's all it needs at the beginning of the day for you. And at the end of the day, like read a book or whatever it may be, just calm down your brain. You are going to feel so much less stressed and you are going to be in energetic alignment for what you desire. So things will come to you easier. With my clients, establishing a morning routine is like in our first call. And then if they're happier and enjoying their business, they're going to attract more clients, et cetera, et cetera. It's like a snowball effect. I agree with that. Like, on so there was like so many things coming to me as you were saying that but the exact same thing I think the routine you're talking about for sure but I also think funnily what you said about the grind there's like this hustle culture I think that we're in at the moment Mm. where people think like you need to work 18 hours a day and there's like some kind of glory and like working yourself to the bone and actually I think you could do that all day every day but if you're not really in alignment or feeling you know like if things when you're not being productive which can come out of a whole combination of things like but pretty much typically it's coming from your your headspace and your mindset then it doesn't matter how hard you work you're literally just going to be running on the hamster wheel going around in circles and so i've actually found that what you were saying sometimes taking those like time out to do those important things to kind of recalibrate and get yourself back into the right space you may think in your head you're taking an hour out let's say you take a walk you meditate etc you're taking two hours out and you think oh my god i could be working I promise you the level of productivity you will have is exponentially higher than you would. Like if I spent 10 hours working, but I'm in a shit headspace, I honestly can get to the end of the day sometimes and be like, I've achieved almost nothing (laughs) versus when I've like gone for a walk, I have a couple of downloads. I'm feeling so just energetically in a good place. And then I come back and I will bang through what would have otherwise taken me the day in an hour. Mm -hmm. So like the headspace thing, I completely agree. I think is everything. I actually find sometimes not to say that you because I agree that you do there's definitely a time and a place like you say for like really working like long hours or you know sometimes just logistically things need to get done but I think if you're ever trying to be in a I guess 
creative space maybe we could say i think people put creativity maybe into too much of a niche kind of thing but if we say creative as in anything that's not like a to-do list checking right so like bringing strategy or anything back to the business if you're not in the right headspace you just get nowhere oh my god i have the perfect example for this okay okay so yesterday tmi but I, i'm getting my period <laughs> so i just had no energy yesterday we're also on the same cycle yeah <laughs> And so I was trying to do work, but I was finding it really difficult and usual tasks that would be very easy to me. I'm like struggling and it was taking way too long. So I was like, you know what? No. And I also felt really tired because I only had like five hours of sleep and I need eight hours of sleep. Anyways, so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to book myself in for a massage and a facial because why not? And so I did. And like literally in the massage room, I had space and like clarity because I couldn't work I couldn't look at my phone all I could do was just lay there and I had so many downloads come through that arguably would push my business way more forward than if I had just sat there and like replied to emails so the opportunity cost is a big thing and then so all these I literally had to get her to stop and grab my phone so I could write it all down because I didn't want to forget And then when I got home, I was just in such an amazing headspace that I finished the homepage of my personal website. I sent you a video of it. And I've been literally debating on that for months and sitting on that for months. And I just finished it last night. Yeah, exactly. That is literally the perfect example. And I was in such a good mood. I was so happy. And I'll... That I don't know what that lady gave to me, but I was like, bouncing <laughs> off the walls after. And I was so happy. And then today when I woke up, I had a mastermind call with my girls. And I just felt in such an amazing headspace to show up for them with a full cup. And again, arguably that is way more valuable than me chugging through emails. Would have woken up exhausted today. And exactly. And you're have shown up. Exactly. Yeah. That's the other thing, though. I think what you're saying about the mindset, there's... I think a difference between odd like off moments in your day and then when you get into a really bad headspace as a whole like sometimes you know it might not be as simple as oh I'm going to take an hour out and great look at me I feel good as gold again sometimes you need to do a bit more work because there's periods where you can't shake it and then the anxiety gets worse because you're like oh god now I've taken an hour off and I still don't want to work and so on and so forth but that's where sometimes I think I recently had to take like a couple of weeks like you know COVID created a whole heap of challenges for me and Mm. I think you know there's probably a whole heap of us that feel like this when COVID first hit I think some of us are quite naive and I mean I definitely was where I was like oh it's just gonna blow over it'll go away soon enough and so I didn't really approach my business thinking that this would go on as long as it would so then I feel like I'd been facing the same challenges just for 12 months at a time which was way more than I expected and so it started to get to me after a while and it got to the point my motivation was getting lower and lower and lower. And also coming back to the alignment stuff Marley was talking about, I had been ignoring, I think, a few things that I knew that I wasn't in alignment, like where I was living, etc., which is a whole nother story. But basically, it got to the point I was like, right, I have literally been running on a hamster wheel for weeks, probably months now, just convincing myself if I keep working harder, I will figure it out. And then the minute I was just like, no, like enough is enough. I'm, I hit proper burnout. I was like, I literally just need to stop. I'm not going to get anywhere like this. Took some time to actually stop. And then literally the changes I made in that couple of weeks where I was like, right, I'm moving, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And I just had so many, like Marley says, downloads. And I've gotten, and it's it's been a complete 360 since. Mm-hmm. But if you don't take that space sometimes to really figure out, but I had to do a lot of inner work in that time as well, you know, to really look at like, a lot of the reasons like why am I feeling like this for extended periods of time etc but that's it all comes back to what you're saying the mindset thing is just everything but the reason I got to that is because I wasn't taking the 10 minutes a day or I wasn't you know like exactly it looks like a small thing at the time but then it compounds and before you know it you need two weeks (laughs) literally and one thing I do want to say and it's gone (laughs) what What was I gonna say about oh Okay, we'll come back to it. What I want to say is I think we only have time for one more of your tips. So hit us up. I'm going to use the full burner theory I was talking to you about. Okay, yeah. So 
I wish I maybe understood the full burner theory a little bit better. So basically, the concept is again, I'm so bad at retelling these stories. I feel like I paraphrased uh, them. Can't clue delete. You're <laughs> okay, very so, good. <laughs> so basically, you've got like one gas tank, let's say, and then you've got four flames that you're trying to run off that one gas tank. And, you know, it might be business and career, relationships, social life, and health, I think. So relationships and family, social health. And out of that one gas tank, you're trying to keep all four burning. If one is burning extremely brightly because you're pumping all of the gas into it, let's say your career, you have to understand that you've got less gas to go into those other three. So they may not be like blowing up, sorry, shining as bright. I think the problem that I've always had is I keep comparing each of my burners to individual, to say four different people with their one burner. Mm. So like I would look at the relationship side and I mean, I don't really compare relationships, but we'll say like social life and you'll compare it to this person over here who has this incredible social life. Then you'll compare the health and I'll look at this, you know, girl who's just got the most exceptional body in the world. Who's the healthiest person on the fucking planet. Then I'll go and compare the business to this billionaire at 25, you know, and then you're going, Oh my God, like I'm failing. But the reality is if you look at all four of the burners of one of those people, so Mr. 25 year old, who's the billionaire one, he's the like obvious exception, but two, he's got no fucking social life, never had a relationship and his health is complete shit because he throws himself completely and entirely into his business. And then you've got the other side, you know, the girl on Instagram who's got a six pack and a butt like Kim Kardashian (laughs) probably doesn't have, unless she's a fitness influencer, let's say, you know, she's not now running an extremely fucking epic social life. Like she's not there downing margaritas with her best mate on Friday, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, I've kind of learned now that you need to go, what are my priorities? Where am I happy for my flames to dim a little bit less brightly if I want to pump it into one? And so for me, I've now gone, do you know what? If I actually told myself, like, would I be happy for my business? And this is what I, where I'm at at the moment. Would I be happy for my business to grow a little slower, but while I am happier and have a better like life balance, so like I can walk my dog, go away on holiday with my boyfriend, go and hang out with my girlfriends on the weekend. And this is actually where I'm at with my like working out, to be honest. I got mm. into this like space when I was in COVID, maybe out of boredom, where I started going to the gym a lot. And then I wanted to get to a particular point. Now I'm actually like, no, do you know what? I'm happy to be healthy and get those goals just slower. Like mm. I'm happy to get to the quote unquote dream body a little slower so that I can go on fucking holiday. Like this weekend, I went to a bud for three days, stayed in a five-star hotel and just chomped down wine the whole time. Like, and <laughs> loved it and ate all the things and literally three croissants for breakfast. And then I catch myself going, oh no, but you know, I, I didn't go to the gym for four days. And it's like, it's not so. I'll just get there four days slower than I was going to. So yeah, Ooh, for me, it's yeah. like understanding your priorities and understanding your burners and where you're happy for them to sit. And so if you want your business burner to be shining four times brighter than anyone else's around you, well, you have to be willing to make sacrifice because we live in this generation. Everyone wants everything. It's impossible. It's not possible. You can't have everything. You have to be willing to make some sacrifices. And so now that I've kind of got that understanding, I'm a little more comfortable with where each burner is, if that makes sense. Cause mm-hmm. I go, do you know what? I don't have to be the fitness model because I have a successful business and I have a social life and my boyfriend and I have a great time. Cool. We're happy, you know? Yeah, I love that analogy because I think it's so easy for us also to compare. It's a big thing on Instagram. I always come back to this, but comparing everyone's highlight reel. And also it's a lot of like Instagram versus reality too. So you may look at someone who looks like she has, oh my God, how does she have like an amazing body? She has a successful business. She has an amazing boyfriend, but you have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. Not to say that I hope she has all those things, Mm. but I think it can be dangerous to compare to those people when like Renee said, maybe their burners aren't on all full tilt like they're showing it to be. There's a girl, actually, I listened to a podcast recently with this guy called Steven. I think her name's Chrissy Silla or something. And she's a fitness influencer, but with a massive business off the back of it. And she literally said in this, she was like, do not compare. She was like, yes, my business is successful. My business is based on my body, essentially. She's like, I have absolutely no life. Like, she was <laughs> like I have basically no friends. I never see anybody. I am wow. a quote unquote workaholic. 
and it comes with its challenges and I don't have a boyfriend I don't date I don't have friends you know she's like I have friends technically she's like, I never see them I never hang out with them wow so I thought that was quite important actually because so many people look up to her because she's got quite a young following and they look up to her like she has it all and she was like I have areas of it all yeah. I love when people are honest like that. Yeah. We need more of that, don't 100%. we? 100%. Um, the thing that I was going to say previously, <laughs> I had to write it down so I didn't forget again, <laughs> was that I do realize we are now in a luxury place to actually take time off, though. Yeah. So, so I don't want to be like, yeah. Like, in the beginning, I never took time off. I understand there is hustle, hustle, hustle. And mm. I'm in a luxury place right now to on, like, a, thir- a Wednesday at 4 p.m. to go for a massage. I'm fully aware of that. Um, but the principle of it is to take time off when you feel like you need time off, not to just spin your tires and assume that's going to fix things. You're actually more productive if you do take time off. Exactly. It's like when you go to the gym, you know, when you go to the gym, they say if you want to build muscle, you actually do need to take t- rest periods. Yeah, because your, your muscles need to restore. Yeah. Yeah. So does your brain. hundred <laughs> percent. And I never did that at the gym, and I never saw results, so she'll probably take that as a, <laughs> as a sign. Um, and another thing I just want to make a point of is I think it's so... I find it all in most of my podcasts, I do somehow talk about, like, comparison and imposter syndrome, which I find really interesting, but it's so easy for us to compare ourselves ahead of people ahead of us, and we never compare it to people behind us. Yeah of like a lot of people are like oh well why don't i have what they have on but people are looking up to you and being like saying the same thing about you so really like everyone's in their own divine timing everyone's in their own divine path and to just kind of put up your horse blinders my old coach used to say that she says put up your horse blinders so like you can't see anyone around you and just focus on you and oddly enough when i started rose designs I never compared myself to any other design business. I was like, I'm just doing me. I'm love, like, this is cool. But getting into coaching, it's a whole other ball really? game. That's yeah. And I'm actually pretty good, I would say, at not comparing myself. But I find it's more there. Why do you think that is, out of curiosity? I think because coaching is more public. You can yeah, see... Uh, oh, yeah. And okay. a lot of coaches are very public about the amount of money that they make. Because that's how they're convincing people. That yeah, they're that's how they're coach. marketing. And, yeah. and how many... You can see how many courses they have. You can see their success more, I would say. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And whereas with my Rose Designs business, my only goal with that was to be able to work from anywhere in the world. So when I achieved that, I was like, sick, I'm good. Well, also, <laughs> I wouldn't know as in... I, I would because I'm your friend, but if I were someone else, I wouldn't know if you have 400 clients or four right now. How exactly would you know? and, and just like any I kind of like that yeah. so I was like I can just do whatever I want yeah I'm here living my best life and no one knows if I'm making like twenty thousand dollars a month forty thousand dollars a month or two <laughs> but this is the thing that you and I've spoken about as well which I think more people need to talk about is the impact and influence you can have with small followings like oh my god the problem I think you get so many people now and they are too afraid like that whole being a beginner thing they're too afraid to try and make an impact if they only have three four five hundred followers but the point is you actually can make i've seen people who make an exponentially bigger impact with less followers than with people i know who have massive followings it really like comes down to what you're trying to do like what your service is so to speak but like you may only need to service 10 people a month and 10 people out of even 300, let's say, isn't a lot. And 300 is just the following. It's not necessarily the reach. Like, And I think people are so afraid to even start with one. Change one person. Like, make an impact on one person. But I think now people are so afraid to look like they're trying when they have two or 300 followers. As opposed to Susie so-and-so who's got 100,000. And it's like, it just doesn't really matter. But we're all convinced and conditioned that it does. And I, I know people, actually, who have 100,000 followers and make no sales. Yeah. They're just not speaking to their audience properly. And exactly. the audience is following them for probably different reasons yeah, than exactly. what they're posting. Exactly. Um, so I, I think it's really important to say and really, like, like amplify that is you, if you have a following, you, are an, you have an influence. Because you make an influence on those people if you say, oh, my God gosh like I really love this product probably someone will eventually buy that because you've said that you love this product and 
I think it comes down to speaking to the pain points of your following Mm -hmm. and knowing what your following wants from you. You know, something that we just talked about in our mastermind call today was surveying your audience. Do you do you even know what your audience wants from you? You know, what why are they following you? What do they want to learn? What are their goals this year? And then creating offerings and opportunities for them to work with you through that. Um, and also asking what people love to know from you. Even friends, if you're just starting, you're like, well, I don't know what people want to know from me. Ask your friends. What do your friends go to you for? That's such a good one. Yeah, yeah. and it's what are they what do you love talking about what could you talk about for free for the rest of your life mm. and what do you when you're at a dinner conversation what can you not shut up about that's the thing that you will again this is going into like purpose and things like that yeah but i think that's a massive thing and will really allow you to find your purpose and opposed to building a business for monetary gain instead of your purpose because your purpose will keep you going no matter what and with monetary gain there comes a point where the work isn't worth the money anymore one thousand percent and actually what you said about the purpose thing leads back to the enjoying the journey thing yeah because you won't enjoy the journey if you're doing it for the wrong reasons and so even if you get the money i think it's going to be exponentially harder to get the money if you don't actually enjoy what you're doing because like we said before people can sense that Mm. And then on top of it, you're not enjoying it versus doing something you enjoy the journey of and then inevitably getting to the level of success at some point as well. It just makes that whole process exponentially easier. And it can change too, right? Yeah. Because right now I started my business out of a passion, which was designing websites. Now my passion is helping people Mm -hmm. start their own business and helping people change their mindset. Not to say I don't still like doing websites. My passion has changed and that's gonna change for you i think a lot of people start off and they're like okay oh no there's so much pressure i can do this for the rest of my life you know? oh exactly and it's like actually no you probably won't you actually won't do this for the rest if you do that would be very like tony robbins he is one crazy motherfucker he's been doing this for like 40 years same thing obviously but his his purpose and his passion was the same thing from the very beginning which was to help others and to be in service of others. And that's always been his thing. But he still does it in lots of different ways yeah. now than he did, say, 30 years ago. Yeah. And so I find that really interesting. I feel like that's the only passion that doesn't change, though, over time, is contrib- like contribution. Yeah, being in service because of others. Because that's an intrinsic value, I think, that comes back to yeah, being in service of others, I actually think is a basic human driver mm. versus, let's say, my passion was badminton last year i mean i've literally never played badminton Wait, i didn't tell you this but i played badminton last week <laughs> maybe that's why it was in my head as soon as it came out of my mouth i was like why did i just <laughs> badminton but let's say it was badminton and i started a business teaching people how to play badminton like that could be a passion i don't really have in three years time i mean i might still like it enough but i might have this new passion for something else but i do think the intrinsic value passion based things are like more inclined to stick with you for longer periods of time so like now you're just saying like it used to be designing websites now it's about helping people start a business see that's that contribution thing and that's an intrinsic value so i would be surprised if in some capacity you're not doing something like this 15 years from now Mm. versus designing websites which who knows yeah i think i always knew rose designs actually wasn't my end-all be-all business because yeah i knew that about mine as well yeah because (laughs) i know i want to make an impact on others and help others and as much as a website does help people it's not going to change their life and they're not going to i'm not going to have a massive impact on their day and i feel like what we learn and what we go through we grow through and what that's what we teach others and that's why i'm so passionate now to teach others about well everything we're talking about today actually mindset i was gonna say i feel like we can wrap the whole thing into the biggest lesson actually would be doing what you genuinely love and are passionate about and staying in alignment and keeping your blinkers on the stand in your lane that's (laughs) so fucking weird renee that's my next one are you serious (laughs) i'm not i'm dead serious but i know we're at time now so we're gonna wrap it up but my last thing is make business work for you and do it out of your passion not 
Yeah, not for monetary I gain. Absolutely agree with because that. Because the one. money will come if you have passion about it, and it yeah. not only the money, but it will keep you going and keep you consistent. And arguably, mm-hmm. consistency is one of the biggest drivers of success. Yeah, and it's funny because as I said at the start of the podcast, we came at our businesses from a different place in the beginning, but I think we've come to the same place. <laughs> so we started me going, no, it's I don't know what my passion is. My passion is I want a business that creates a lifestyle you were like i love design i love designing websites etc came at it from a different place we've both gotten to the point where we are saying absolutely try and find the thing you love like marley said it's what do you enjoy talking about what do your friends come to you for what are the things you could talk about for free for the rest of your life what's the stuff you can't shut up about that that is the stuff that will keep you going in business and that's the stuff that will actually make you not just successful but happy which is ultimately the most important thing what's the point of being successful if you're miserable Oh my gosh, wait, that needs to be our next podcast. Because I think we, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think we both got to a point of that, realizing yeah. that this year. Absolutely, yeah. I I had a massive goal with Rose Designs. Like, I'm going to save that for a different day of sharing what that was. And I was like, huh, I'm actually craving to do something else. And this, I don't want to give too much away in this podcast. <laughs> but I'm going to save it. I'm going to pause on that and we'll come back for that for another podcast. But Renee, I want to say thank you so much for coming on this. This was so much fun. And everyone listening is going to be hearing a lot more from me and Renee soon. Yeah. Which I'm very excited about. You and I could do this all day. Literally, I'm like, kick back, bring me a little snack and I'm good. This is just you and I on an average day. but I was actually thinking we should actually save our voice notes and just turn those into podcasts. Our voice notes. I actually always joke in my voice in my voice notes to you about them being podcasts because I'll look down and I'm like, fucking hell, it's 24 minutes and I'm always surprised. I'm like, she's just going to not even be able to get through this one and sure enough, you send me another response. Yours are always a little shorter than mine, but we literally... No, but it cracks me up because, okay, I'm going to make this one concise n- n- 24 minutes later. It's impossible. <laughs> it's going to be a short one and I always laugh at the beginning because I've seen, I can obviously yeah. see that it's like 25 minutes. <laughs> Okay, yeah. It's a skill set. Get this girl a podcast. Yeah, it's (laughs) terrible. Okay, well, thanks so much for coming on. I hope this was helpful for everyone listening and that you gained some value from this. I'm going to put all of Renee's links in the show notes. Um, I know it's coming up to summer, so everyone, obviously, again, Odin Ray bikini. It's my favorite thing ever. And follow Renee for all the Bali travel business mindset um, on her Instagram. So thanks so much for coming on. Thanks, babe. And this is so much fun. And I really don't want to leave the studio. It's like so much fun. I know, right? So it's getting a little cold. It's a little cold, yeah. (laughs) Um, My nipples are like cutting through my shirt. (laughs) Okay, thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next week. And I love you all so much. Bye, guys. Bye.